0: This is a Little Empire podcast. We're doing a mini festival with your favourite shows in Auckland, New Zealand on February 25th and 26th. Details and tickets are at littleempirepodcast.com slash live. Are
2: you going to play that dastardly intro again? Yeah, 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 yeah. This movie's still
0: fine that screw. One of them's a hot. his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum, Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point.
2: Hello, and welcome along to the worst idea of all time, episode 33. My name's Guy Montgomery. And my name is Tim Bat. Hello and welcome. Yeah, we've just watched Where Are Your Friends? for... The 33rd time, in my instance, Tim, you of course, in your quest to have seen it more times than me, your selfish little side mission, have seen it 34 times now. I'm a little vixen guy, I just
0: want to be better than you. I'm a, <laughs> you I'm a sexy little such competitive a little,
2: vixen. You are such a sexy little competitive vixen. And what's more, I can't even see you right now, we are physically... Not as far apart as we've been, but
0: certainly if I wanted to get in touch with you face-to-face, it would take some doing. Here's the situation. Guy is now back in Auckland, so I had to leave. I had to go to another country (laughs) so that we wouldn't be in close enough proximity to record together, okay? It is paramount at all times that we make this (coughs) not only as big a pain in the ass as possible, but as technically unfeasible as we can. Um, so, as a is result, right. I, as soon as I heard that guy was coming back into the country, I jumped into a plane, not even knowing where it was going. I, I told my girlfriend, I said, Zoe, I need you to come with me, and it, this is going to require your passport. So, grab that, pack something warm, we're going to the airport. She, of course, complied because she is a beautiful person who trusts me implicitly. <laughs> did Poor you, thing. Did you give it? Any context
2: beyond your need to leave the country, because that's quite I did. a heroine. I, I told
0: to... her you were coming back, and that's all she needed to hear. So That is very mean. We jumped in her Toyota Corolla, careened down the highway, and uh, got on the next available flight, which was bound for <laughs> Tokyo, Japan. Um, that, that's <laughs> both incredible, and also, Tim, sorry to interject, did yeah. you just do a paid spot for Toyota? <laughs> you wish we were being sponsored by a major um car manufacturer i just thought it was important to put it in because i'm in um i'm in japan right now so it's it's important to uh you know when in rome shill for the romans as they say that is exactly what they say so you you're in japan yes. and i'm in my lounge yes i'm no longer in tokyo though because i thought there was such a big center you might follow me over and find me so i've gone to Surely. um the the uh the snow-kissed plains of Kyoto.
2: Is Kyoto a a flat? First of all, is is Kyoto a flat city? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. (laughs) And secondly, Kyoto's smaller than Tokyo. Surely, the likelihood of me, first of all, bothering, like you've placed such a premium on your company that you think I would bother Mm. to book an expensive last-minute trip to Japan in the hopes of running into you. Mm but if i was to do that tokyo is such a major
0: center the likelihood of us crossing paths is surely low yeah but i've got snow cover here so if you if you start using tricks like uh drones or satellite photography i'm all i'm wearing white so all i need to do is um just hang out that, in the fields I, yeah. look
2: i understand you know the the level of intensity you're bringing to hiding from me but it's i just don't know how to re-emphasize to you i'm not really looking right now okay like you're I just want you to enjoy your holiday. You don't need to be on the move constantly.
0: I'm calling it a guy because I left to get away from you. <laughs> well, You're doing a pretty bad job of
2: abiding your own rules by talking to me mm. through the very specific lens. No, but that's the uh, The thing. only
0: means through which we communicate now. I just watched We Are Your Friends on the Shinkansen, which I tell you is not the way I wanted oh, all right, to mate, spend... We've all got fucking stuff going on. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want to... <coughs> Spend my time on one of the most amazing, impressive, and famous pieces of public transport on God's green earth um, by watching Maximum Joseph doll out another shoddy job at filmmaking. Um, but there I yeah. was. And it just, what it did is it reminded me of what a shadow this podcast project is it's inescapable it's just attached to us it doesn't matter what's going on or what we're doing it's just once a week man you get in there does it drop everything we gotta watch We Are Your Friends real quick and talk about it yeah
2: it is and whenever one of us messages the other one to schedule a, a screening at the moment you can sort of the tone is really weird isn't it because there's a sense of urgency but also despondence um and I don't know yeah you can't outrun this thing Tim no. But you know, not even <laughs> the Shinkansen.
0: That thing goes a million <laughs> no. miles an hour.
2: Was it? Was it? Does does your you know? Does your uh, appreciation for the tremendous feat of engineering that is the Shinkansen? Uh, did it factor into your viewing of where are your friends this week? Did they you know? Were they um, complimentary to one another, or did they sort of just happen
0: at the same time but independently of each other? Well, first of all, can I just commend Japan on what an amazing train system that is it's really impressive stuff um, there's something good that happens when you're on like public transport doing doing the watches because you really you got nothing to look at around the room because you're not in a room um, so you zone in and it's something about putting headphones in as well I had a pretty mean view because I did have a window seat so I'd wander occasionally but it, it's pretty easy to stay focused and fixed on the movie so in some ways I think any, any little mode of public transport is good because it kind of forces you to Maybe it's just headphones, maybe that's the secret ingredient. Headphones are a game changer. I find I've watched movies uh
2: both for this podcast and for my own enjoyment. Um uh, you know in public places and on public transport before and I often find the the transport to be a distraction because I like I like the people watching opportunities yeah. provided by public transport like the thing with watching it in my lounge is I've already analysed everything in the lounge. Mm. And no one no one was coming into the house. No one was leaving the house. It was just me and the boys.
0: <laughs> um, How are the boys? How are the boys this week? You've been checking in on them. How are they going? Yeah. Yeah. They, look, they don't learn their lessons.
2: And they don't live in a world which concerns me, Tim. And with each passing week, I feel... Uh, a deeper divide growing in my relationship to them. um, To the point, you know, like, I don't know, to the point, I wasn't rooting for Squirrel to die, but I, I <laughs> instead Jesus of viewing Christ. it as as bitterly disappointing for both him and the friend group, I sort of, I considered, you know, I considered it a sweet release, perhaps, for Squirrel, that he no
0: longer has to concern himself. Oh, okay, so it was more of these, like a selfless, you, you wanted him to be released,
2: Well, yeah, you know, the other guys, as far as I've, you know, based on the evidence that has been before me week after week, they're in it for the long haul, but I was really getting behind Skrill, (laughs) (laughs) seeing
0: if he wanted to off himself in any of the earlier scenes, maybe. Oh, mate, really speed things along a bit. Like when they first um, get into Tanya Romero's, wouldn't it be good if they took a shortcut and Zicoli just took the reins on the negotiation proceedings and said, Tanya, me and the boys are looking for a house. Can you kindly extricate yourself so that I can move in with my yeah. meathead mates? By the way, do you have a pool? <laughs> and that is critical. Because <laughs> if yeah, you don't, also, we're going to make you... one. We're four strapping could lads. You... We're going to grab <laughs> shovels. and We're going to create a pool in your backyard.
2: Yeah, and don't you or my dad, Richard, who's also confusingly your son, say anything about it because <laughs> this is how the world is now. Oh, Well, boy. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do this so early, Tim, mm-hmm. but seeing as you mentioned it, Tanya Romero is actually responsible for my Shining Light this week. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's before she is about to be just brazenly ripped off by Gold Star Reality Solutions. Um <laughs> And Zakoli calls her up, and he says, Hi, I'm looking for a
0: Sorry, Tanya what was Amaro. the slogan on Gold Star Reality Solutions again, mate? It's just slipped my mind. Uh, By which I mean... full of I, diamonds, Mouthful of concrete. Yeah, I just wanted to hear you say it.
2: <laughs> With
0: pleasure. i got to tell you, actually,
2: um, for memory reasons, I had to, on my computer, I deleted all of the movie files I had on it. And so... Uh, and a scramble because I forgot I'd done it to watch the movie, and, so that we could sync up in time to record the podcast to avoid, you know, the catastrophic results of last week. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, I already I, forgot about that. I, yeah, I had to. I I found a look. I'll I'll if I see Zach every i I give him a fiver, and same goes for you, Max from Joseph. But I I found a stream, <laughs> and. Um, the whole movie was in English, but all of the title cards that come up <laughs> during the movie, like when Zakoli's doing the, uh, he's explaining, he's mansplaining DJing to Somali. Yeah. And when Paige uh, Laurel is doing his big picture, Haral. Gold Star Reality Solutions. Mm-hmm. Well, according to the captions on mine, it was Laurel. L- L- oh, shit. With an L. Huh. I always thought it was Harel also. Anyway, uh, all of the title cards were in German. Which- German? Just, it was a real pleasant
0: change of pace. I don't know what language that's... I was expecting you to say, but German was not even in my top three. Nah.
2: It was so weird, because everything else, like the closed captions and all of the dialogue wasn't English, and there was just these random bursts of German. Um, but that's neither hither nor thither, Tim, because the shining light was, as Zakoli calls over and says, I'm looking for a page, uh, sorry, Tanya Romero. Tanya Romero says, this is she... And there's something I really love about people who sort of refer to themselves in the third person, but with, uh, well, like the, it's a prone, a personal pronoun, but rather than saying then do you understand what I'm saying? I it's absolutely like, yeah,
0: do. Yeah. I just love it. This is she. Yeah. It's, it, it's one of my favorite things in the English language too. I will look for any opportunity possible to say this is he in real life. It so really comes up now because like we don't phone each other anymore. You know? We sure don't. Like, a random person wouldn't wouldn't phone me up that often. Not often enough to go, uh, Hi, I'm looking for Tim Bat For me to be able to answer, this is he. But God, on the few times, maybe it's a sweeter fruit because it is so rare now, but on the few times when it does come up, oh, I'm just chomping at the bit. I cannot get the syllables out fast enough when the opportunity arises. Yeah.
2: I I couldn't agree more. And, and we're in the fine company of Tanya Romero, who is also... um Similarly inclined during phone calls from from random punters who are in <laughs> concrete office blocks trying to ream
0: her for all she's worth. So that was your shining light, her delivery of that?
2: Yeah, and just what it says about the character. I mean, you know, hindsight being what it is, I'm sure that she would look back on that phone call and wish she'd said, I don't know who she is. Please stop calling this phone number. But, um... Instead she said this is she and she lost
0: her house. <laughs> got a got a box full of unmarked cash. And isn't that just a lesson for everyone in not having a landline? Like oh is my it, God. isn't that the ultimate takeaway from that? If you have a landline, there's a good chance someone's gonna take your house. Yeah. If if secondly, if you, yeah, if you have a landline
2: Yeah, there's a pretty high chance that you haven't kept up with the times and your house is gonna be in foreclosure. Like <laughs> Even if things aren't going that well at home um, and you're aware of it, but you've got a landline, just get rid of the landline uh, and you would be
0: amazed at the results that you'll see almost immediately. <laughs> Guy, I don't know if you can hear a lot of the background noise here, but I'm in like a pretty delightful low-key um, bar that's attached to the hotel I'm staying at in Kyoto, getting a lot of looks at the setup. Let me paint a picture for you. <laughs> I've got a cup of coffee, a glass of uh, apple juice and a glass of water in front of me A passport That's some a lot of liquids tra- already, that's a lot Travel documents, a passport, a wallet, a um, portable battery pack A recording device, a really, to be frank, oversized wearing, microphone Are you
2: wearing a t-shirt that says please mug me, I'm not from around here I'm, wearing, I'm wearing the, the, the
0: banana room. t-shirt so effectively yes I've got my laptop in front of me at the table and I just I, I, just can't help but think that I'm ruining people's wonderful time in this very magical city.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, if not for your horrible New Zealand accent cutting across the, the bar, yeah. I can hear the
0: sound of... Uh, Some sort of brass-based jazz playing out. Yeah, luckily it's not a live band, but can can you imagine if I had the audacity to park (laughs) up next to a jazz three-piece and bust one of these out? (laughs) Good God. Sorry,
2: guys. I got to do
0: it. (laughs) Who of the worst idea of all time? Oh boy! Um, hey, listen. I wanna I wanna throw some stuff at you because I tell you what, being in public transport um, gives you a bit of thinking time, and really zoning in on the oh. movie lets things percolate. And I haven't felt this focus since when I came up with the Dick Bot Brady um, paradigm for Sex in the City two. So, are you ready for some knowledge, uh, Tim? I'm terrified, but please don't let that this you. I've, I've scrolled down some pretty incomprehensible notes, so there's a good chance that I won't even kind of get hip to what I was trying to say in the moment but I seem to have been t- tugging at a bit of a thread um, that Lucifer um, embodies both James Reed from The Feelers and Paige Loral, um in this movie firstly they're the only two characters that are super duper prominent but they're never seen together ever, they're never in a scene together and um, Mm. Page, right. Let's think about these, these guys' kind of motivations and backgrounds respectively because the film has paid great attention to giving us certain clues, I think, laying out all the breadcrumbs for us to follow this path. So what do we know about James Reed from The Feelers? He drinks, he smokes, he gambles. We know that specifically from the phone call when he's booking in his um, Vegas gig and he needs a Blackjack Day for yeah. it. He goes to strip clubs, we know that. And um, he doesn't like organised sports, but he does... Love seeing grown men beat the crap out of each other. So he's kind of shirked all of the bit of sports that's like camaraderie, teamwork, um, humans getting along and working together for a common goal. But he just loves the visceral, kind of physical fight, violent aspects of it. Right?
2: Yeah. So I I, I follow you just as a quick
0: sidebar. Yeah. What are your thoughts on golf, Tim? I mean, I'm not against it. Interesting. Continue. He gives Zakoli a real dark speech in the bar about the things he has to walk around with <laughs> and not being alive, that Zicoli hasn't been alive long enough to know the meaning of the word irreparable. And, um, People learn at different times. That's always frustrated me. And and he also, on his birthday, you know, when he comes home hammered, he said, it's a good philosophy. If everyone did what they wanted all the time, everyone would be happy. That is like a real chaotic, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He- like hedonistic approach to yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to end well. And it strikes me as being the words of a man who um, has fouled our Lord and Savior and uh, gone against God and had to um descend, you know? I
2: I certainly, you know, I, I can um, see what you're driving at, Tim. He's not a good guy. Uh By any means, he sort of also constantly cheats on his beautiful and doting partner mm-hmm. um, and just generally lacks, lacks respect for those around him, although there are sort of glimmers of hope in that he does try and strike up a mentor relationship with Zakoli. And he does give him the gig back. and I think also almost acknowledges that he was the way he treated Somali when they were together was wrong.
0: But that's kind of how I think about the devil. Like, he's not this, I guess, you don't want someone who's 100% bad because then they can never kind of reflect on their own feelings and it's, like, less evil. The devil, to me, is someone who's kind of, like, keeps doing bad stuff and sort of knows it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he also, there was I, do, a, I do understand that. There was a clue from Socoli where he says, no one thinks they're a bad person. And then the, the camera goes to, to James Reed from the feelers for just a brief moment to kind of get his reaction. It's like... That's a, that's a moment, you know, they're trying to tell us something. Yeah.
2: I would, yeah, I, I, what you're they're right. trying to tell agree. us, would, guy,
0: is that even the devil himself doesn't recognize how evil he is, which makes it like more terrifying, don't you think?
2: Well, yeah, if that's the thing, no, like no one thinks they're the bad guys, right?
0: Not even the devil himself.
2: Not not even the devil himself. He might be cast as the bad guy in God's narrative, but as far as the devil knows, God is, you know, ruining a life of hedonistic pleasure mm. with his self-righteous,
0: you know, horse shit. Now, Page is kind of the other... He kind of fills in the gaps of the devil that we don't see coming through in James Reed. The biggest one is uh, the Bible teaches us... I believe this is in the Bible somewhere... Um, the love of money is the root of all evil. And what do we know about Paige? Dude loves money. Absolutely loves it. Loves it. it. Paige, five-letter name. I checked the casting. They spell it with an I, which I will also hasten to, yet to add is a very rare spelling for a boy. Usually it's spelled without the I. Five letters, five sides of a pentagram. Page means young servant. I reckon he is the fallen angel <laughs> lucifer who used to serve god and then became the devil okay we just can we just go back
2: a little bit mhm so i understand pages 5 letters i i can follow that mm.
0: a pentagram a pentagram five sided shape which um is like a star oh a five pointed star rather wait which one is it yeah no five five yeah, that, pointed no, that, shape that's I think. That's,
2: a, that's a pentagram mm. The, that shape That star shape Is that Affiliated with
0: uh, Satan s- Satanism Correct But it's got to be Pointing down So they're like You know how it's like A five oh, pointed so you, star Yeah 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 yeah. The, yeah. The, so when you flip it So that the point is Facing towards
2: The fiery pits of hell That's what it. it becomes The symbol of Satan So you get it so You're on board You get it So well no, I, I Yeah I, I'm Sort of slowly following the, the breadcrumbs of logic You've left for me Uh and so the combination of the five points of the pentagram and the five uh, letters spelling page's name mm. that and his love of money which is the root of all evil those sort of three facts are enough to
0: to suggest or maybe even confirm that there was one Paige other but but it's a little bit more tenuous do you want Humble to hear sneak? it okay so i started looking up like lucifer and what it means and its origins and that sort of thing on the train. And um, found a lot of stuff about how it's about the morning star. It's always about the morning star. That's like the origins of the word. That's its entomology. All this stuff about the morning star going down. And uh, you know how he, he thinks it's brunch all the time? Like when he sees the boys yeah. in the dark of night and so he, he says brunch yeah. is on me? It's because he's the morning star. Wherever he is, he's the star of the morning. So it's the morning. So he's Lucifer. And by the
2: star, you also mean like
0: the legend who shouts people in the cafe brunch. You got it. He's like the legend of the cafe. Yeah, he's Lucifer. Well, him him and James Reed. They both are kind of like imbued with the spirit of Lucifer.
2: No, and that's, I mean, we don't see them in scenes together. This is making some sense. We don't see them in scenes together because they're different faces of the same devil. You are and where getting do we, it. Where do we know that they spend time together? In the den of inequity that is the strip club where Chardonnay works. Who is Chardonnay? Perhaps a messenger sent from hell to report to the um, to the physical manifestations of Lucifer himself above above ground. I can't Who's tell you
0: say? how happy I am to hear that you're on board with this because I'm throwing a lot of stuff out, out loud in a place um, that is not suitable for this conversation. And... Uh, Making some people
2: uneasy. No, look, I, 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 <laughs> I... If they're listening into your conversation, Tim, um, then I was going to say that's none of their business. But no, that's totally their, their prerogative to feel uneasy. You, know, you <laughs> are saying a lot of weird stuff.
0: In some situations, it's hard not to, you know?
2: Yeah, what, you mean when like, this guy in a banana t-shirt rocks up into a tiny jazz bar yeah. adjacent to a hotel, yeah. busts out a laptop and a microphone and
0: starts talking about why people are the devil... The floor is concrete. Yeah. The everything is just a shiny surface for my voice to bounce off and ricochet around, and as I discuss theories of Lucifer and um, and Zac Efron.
2: No, certainly. I think it's uh, it's interesting. It's and it's because those are the the idea of doing the right thing are themes that the film tries to play with. I think right. Mm. Like we see. The boys decide that they can no longer work for Paige Harrell after the death of Squirrel because, you know, they've seen how he operates. They've seen what Gold Star Reality Solutions does to innocent people, hardworking people like Tanya Romero, people who have an appreciation for the English language and the variety of ways it can be employed to maximize conversational satisfaction. And they've said, not for me. And who does that leave Johnny Depp? As the final, rec- the final recruit, really for for for, or well, not the final recruit, but you know the only successful recruit.
0: But that makes sense you can too, because he's the one who looks the most like the devil. Yeah, well, In fact, you can imagine holy pa- crap, dude, we might have stumbled into something here. You know how we've always been confused about why he shaves his moustache off. Yeah, and
1: <clears throat>
0: Jahi goes, "Why would you shave it?" maybe that's why because it's supposed to be like a visual signifier that he is following Lucifer into the pits of hell why would they put it in the movie otherwise that's true and you don't that's
2: you know also raises a good point of why a lot of people in hell don't have moustaches
0: because they get singed well that's true by the 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 hot air but a goatee if you pay close attention it's protected on all sides by kind of chin and skin that's why it sits in the middle there protect
2: it from the Shannon and Scan, Chen Scan. No, that, it makes sense because, you know, Paige is trying, like, they're, they're working the same group from different angles. They've obviously had them tagged for a while. They've known that they're, you know, that they can be exploited, that there is potential for Lucifer to work through them. You've got James Reed hitting them from one side on the DJ front. Yes. You've got Paige Harrell hitting them from the other side on the Gold Star Reality Solutions front. Here you go. You know, surely, I would say a good day at the office for these two uh
1: them. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Manifestations of the devil would be two out of four recruits. Two out of four recruits. Mm. And they would be happy. I guess what, what we need to be clearer around is, are these guys working for Lucifer? Or are they actual manifestations of Lucifer
0: I, on land? I kind like, of... Do they report back? I feel like it was more a thing of Lucifer... Um, putting himself into these empty vessels you know what I mean it, okay almost like a um, what's that called when a ghost um, you know takes over your body uh, what is it if you possess a body yeah it's a possession that's what I reckon and actually this makes it very dangerous terrain for um, uh, for old Somali to be engaging in yoga in because as we all know yoga empties the body of um, of the spirit uh, which is when the devil gets in I read that online yeah. some sometime uh sometime we, last year I think from a religious teacher
2: we never actually see her doing yoga but it is very subtly into that <laughs> um and it just to paint a picture because this is a lot this is there's a few missed opportunities from maximum Joseph and Oppenheimer who wrote the script together one of them that got me is she if you want to create a a bit of playful fun between Zucchelli and Somali She comes; he's trying to get in the house to see James Reed from the Feelers. Mm. She's been at yoga. Mm. It's not said, but it's suggested. Mm-hmm. In the same way that we don't know for sure that they had sex in that hotel room in Las Vegas, but it is isn't implied. Uh, she comes back and she's. It's wearing implied by a scene, y-
0: both of them without clothes on in a bed, humping yeah, but, each other. Quite the implication. We don't see. We don't see P and V. Is that what we you is that what you require from a movie to know that something's happening? I just want to see a little bit of that box office gold, baby. The uh, but
2: so she comes back from yoga. She's carrying a yoga mat. She's wearing yoga gear. And Zakoli's waiting by the door. He can't get in because James Reed's passed out inside asleep. And so he says, "Hey, is James home?" And she says, "Yeah, he should be. I'll let you in." But what Zakoli should say as she walks towards him in all of her yoga gear, carrying her yoga mat is, hey, where have you been? Because, and I'll tell you why he should say it, because to me, every week, that's the best possible line for that moment in the movie. And yet every week... You think that they use it? No, they pass it up time after fucking time. That's why I walked out on the production. That's why I said I cannot work under
0: these circumstances because my opinions aren't being taken seriously. You offered that up to? I remember that day. It was, it was a heavy, heavy day on set. No one was happy. It was a day.
2: Hey, I f- I think you really opened something up. Also, um,
0: I can't remember the exact details of. Kevin, the spawn of Somali and Zicoli's, uh, Okay, well, can I just... Child. Sorry, before you take that in, we've got to also recognise the fact that both iterations of the devil are targeting Zakoli. So, clearly, this guy is important. Possibly the second coming. Oh. So,
2: continue. I know, oh okay. Which makes Somali the to make this an second even more Virgin sp- Mary. Yeah, yeah. Just to make this a slightly more sprawling uh, blend of, you know... Um, Christian mythology and <laughs> yeah. pop culture. Yeah, you know, could it be because we believe that Zachary is a second coming? He's he's being hotly contested by the devil, and he appears to show just enough willpower that maybe he could still like. It's not answered whether or not he is, uh, where his spirit will will land. You know what what side of the battle between good and evil he will he will take. Mm. Uh, he creates a spawn. So everyone thought that Zecoli was the, you know, all powerful, all deciding, or potentially all all powerful, all deciding final say in this uh, battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. But then he has a child called Kevin with Somalie, the most beautiful person in the history of the planet, mm-hmm. impossible to make eye contact with, runs a Ferris wheel. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, I forgot about the Ferris wheel. Yeah, yeah. But is it possible that? Uh, Zakoli was uh, was merely a vessel through which the actual greatest power would arrive. In the same way that everyone thought that Goku was going to be the one who had to defeat Cell, mm. but it actually had to be his son, mm. Gohan, mm. because he was capable of going Super Saiyan level two. When, yeah. as far as we all understood as Dragon Ball Z fans. The only option was Super Saiyan Level One, which
0: clearly wasn't enough to defeat Sal. Well, this is appropriate me being in Japan that we get onto this track. So who did he did he have to merge with Trunks to defeat was that Majin Boo? Was that later? Or was that Sal?
2: That was I think that was later. I think Was that perfect, uh, Majin Boo Yeah.
0: That's that's how I understand it. It's been it's been quite a number of years. It's been so long. God, it was good, though. And honestly, you, what, you get a reminder everywhere around here that it still exists, and I'm just happy to be reminded about it. Yeah, I
2: just googled Gohan, and he is older now. He's not the lovable
0: young rogue I remember. He's kind of hot now. You see him old in the hey. We should we should do a, a um, message from our sponsors because this is getting wildly off track, and it's hard to even call something on this podcast off track because it seems like anything's. It's all good, but let's let's uh let's refocus for a second. Okay. Ow, this still fine. Get in there, guy. Who are we sponsored by this week? This week, the worst audio of all time
2: is brought to you by our friends at Audible.
0: That's right.
2: They still love us. Yes. And we them. Why do we love them, Tim? They're because they're a great Audible.
0: purveyor of online on demand audio content. Which you can get anywhere that you get the internet. And sometimes even after that, because then you download it and you've got it.
2: It is uh, a real joy to be in bed with the good folks at Audible because I love books. I love learning. I love, you know, feeling and being superior to those around me. And the good folks at Audible.com provide a very easy-to-use platform where you can feel exactly that. I recently read, I haven't listened to, but read uh, the biography of Steve Jobs written by noted biographer Walter Isaacson. And in researching the fantastic layout of the Audible website, I see that is available for your consumption if you so choose. You curious about Steve Jobs, Tim? Very curious. What a figure. What a man. He was a bad guy (laughs) who was also very good at what he did. It is a riveting story from start to finish. i got to say, I wouldn't want him to be my dad,
0: but I'm glad he made the things he did. <laughs> and you can hear that charming story of um, bad fatherhood and uh, inventiveness. That's audible. right. Narrated by Dylan Baker. Uh,
2: I don't know what his voice sounds like, but if he's been tasked with the jobs book, you've got to assume it is
0: a doozy. I'm reading a book about um, Putin at the moment. Oh, and it is on here. Fantastic. It's called The New Czar, The Rise and Reign of Vladimir Putin. And that is one of the books available for free. If you sign up now at audible.com slash try now, you get a three uh, 30-day free membership and a, and a book to download of your choice. That could be it. That's 22 hours and 54 minutes and a 4.5-star rated book out of over 700 ratings of your audio pleasure. Get it in ya audible.com slash try now so guy we're back uh, let's 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 get this shinkansen sh- 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 uh back on the rails because as we all know when a train's going this fast and it gets off oh shit gets messy so I want to throw at you my shining light if I may please could you It's um, when they're getting paid, uh, (laughs) like all of us on payday, we'd like to go to an exotic location with a view, uh, hopefully overlooking a valley of some sort. We
2: like to put on long pants, long sleeves, in the beating Californian
0: sun. Maybe a leather jacket if you've
2: got it. to a sort of raised plateau overlooking a suburban desert and just stand there really, not talk to each other, just wait for our fourth friend to show up.
0: Uh, with, a, with our money. yeah, That's true, Tim. Well, not do nothing because they are all um, telling stories about uh, romantic escapades from the night prior, except for Zicoli. And I'd never noticed this before, but this is my shining light. Zicoli has his headphones on while both Skrull and Jarhead are sharing their stories um, of, uh, of, of woe and sin the night before. And it occurred to me that even Zicoli can't stand these guys rabbiting on and he's just listening to some beats before Johnny Depp gets there with a the paycheck. And I love that. I love the sense of ceremony they have about getting their recompense for their job. Um, I love that he, he still goes through those steps, but he hates the guys enough that he will uh, put his headphones in to tune them out and and then only take them off when it's, when it's go time for the cash each.
2: What's not I love I couldn't agree more I always wonder because it's hard those guys who walk around with the headphones on sometimes I'm one of them and then other times I see people doing it and I'm like you don't need headphones that big yeah you know like what do you reckon he's listening to all the time do you think he gets in do there any fucks with
0: podcasts or is he pretty much a straight up and down EDM kind of guy EDM from dusk till dawn Uh and if I had to guess it's like Probably different remixes of Derude Sandstorm just twenty four seven. Just that's so it. That's the only thing his uh Samsung Galaxy S three, which from memory he's rocking, uh can play. Like it's a modded he's version got- of the device. All it will play is different versions of Sandstorm. He's got one
2: hidden version of the Bob Sinclair song Love Generation hidden in a secret <laughs> file on his phone. He's too embarrassed for anyone to find out. Like he's all for publicly listening to as many different iterations of Sandstorm as possible, but he is mortified that someone would find out he can't get enough of that catchy, jaunty, cheesy single
0: Love Generation. His ramp into that was actually a uh, mashup. Between Love Generation and Sandstorm, which I tell you what, not pleasing to the ears, their particular track. It's a hard. Certainly listen. not. It is a hard. It's a listen. mashup,
2: in the sense that if you take two different things and put them together without doing any work, you've created a mashup. You know, it's the it's audio equivalent
0: of getting an incredibly powerful blender, like a magic bullet, <laughs> let's say, and putting in there. Um, uh, an equal amount of weight of oranges that have been peeled, California oranges and horse manure, and you put them in there and just <laughs> blend them together. That is the kind of mashup we're talking about.
2: Yeah, it's a, a, a mashup in the same sense that if you took that blender, if you'd cleaned it after making your mashup of orange juice and horse shit, and you took the blender and you just put a, a functioning cell phone in there mm. and you said, you're not going to believe the latest mashup between this cell phone company and this blender. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, to hear it, you'd think, wow, they've finally managed to create a cell phone with a blender. That's incredible. Yep. But the reality is they've just put a cell phone
0: inside a blender and yep. turned the blender on. The important bit is to breathe in all of that dust that's coming up off of that. Get that in you. It's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, good. it's as good for you as the mashup of Love Generation and Sandstorm. And... To Rude's Sandstorm Hey Tim mm. i got a question for you It's
2: something I wondered this week mm-hmm. And certainly Given the new light Through which we're looking At James Reed's relationship To Zakoli. Yes I think it's an important one How much money Does James Reed Pay Zakoli For his services As the pool, the looking pool party DJ Oof, What a good question
0: What a good because question
2: we know it's enough to make Zakoli uneasy. I mean, I don't know what that figure is.
0: I want to say $500 so that there's another opportunity in the movie for someone to say, where's my 500 bro? But we know for... <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: The only real person I can think of in the movie who would get to say that is maybe Zakoli at the bank when they say the account that you're being paid from is overdrawn. I'm sorry, sir, but that, that check is no good.
0: Well, I like that. That's a great opportunity for that line to come up in. <laughs> He's going to the bank to cash a check made out to cash for 500 bucks, slams it down on the teller's desk and goes, where's my 500, bro? Screams it at the bank teller. I'm not oh. going to do the guy's accent because, as I've mentioned before, I'm in a, a beautiful little... Uh, jazz bar at a hotel in Kyoto, Japan. So well, that's just, that's I think I'm you to extend
2: The lowest amount of respect that you possibly can to your fellow patrons. Yeah you go. You it. huge piece of shit. Hey, can I just quickly say, speaking of pieces of shit, mm. uh, a massive thank you to all the podcast fans who came and saw my show in Perth. <laughs> Wait a um, minute,
0: why, why did that lead on to that?
2: Because after my show in Perth, more than once people on the way
0: out of the room said to me, uh, you're a real piece of shit, Kaimon Montgomery. <laughs> That's so good to hear. I'm not going to um, do a lot of effing and jeffing out loud in, in my current environment, <laughs> but know that I mean that. I want to say it so badly to you.
2: <laughs> what is jeffing? I understand effing because F <laughs> presumably represents the word fuck. Oh, it's like currently is...
0: rhyming slam guy. you just got to have another word that sounds like the first word. doesn't need to always make sense. It's jazz, baby. That is jazz. Oh, uh, so $500. I mean, i got to say, I expected it to be so much more. I thought really? that...
2: Well, just th- that Zicoli can't You've handle changed, being man, paid
0: that much. this Perth Did festival where tons of people came out to see you and lined your pockets. I tell you what, <laughs> your rate on money has gone totally, totally astray. Well, no, it's just like Zicoli's earning sweet-ass cash
2: at that uh, job he's working. Anyway, at Gold Star Reality Solutions. Mm. Like, I feel like... Five hundred dollars to him at that moment of his life and his life is no longer such a foreign concept to be paid. So it's um I guess the idea that he's so uneasy about it, he'd go back around to the house to be like, This is too much is he he's got an ulterior motive though, doesn't he? He wants to get into that studio, he wants to start mucking around with the the mixes. Is that what you're the, calling the, simulina? The That
0: is disgusting. <laughs> he does want to I
2: I I wasn't, but you know, it's it's entertaining to me he does because he does want to muck around with Somali as well muck
0: around with him we know that um so we haven't done this segment in a little while but I would love to throw in a oh something is happening (laughs) I I think that you're being escorted out of the bar perhaps that was uh, that that was dramatic burst her way through the kitchen she's left the door open too something's awry not good not all as well in the hotel guy um I wanted to throw a no but, which is our segment where we try and guess uh, during the shoot, who was ad going a little off page, and uh, <laughs> that's page without an eye, and just making it up on the spot, <laughs> riffing and scatting, and this yeah. week, I really got to hand it to the painting, uh, which animates itself during the PCP party, because I reckon <laughs> it, was, it was just someone making it up. That's what I saw in that painting this week. You saw, what, you saw an anim-
2: An animator making it
0: up. No, the painting.
2: Oh, the, pa- there was a per- the, the painting
0: was actually the active. painting itself.: Yeah, yeah. and turning in water I Holy. think is a great performance. because the look it gave the camera, I think, is at odds with um, the rest of the film, because it was, it was real good, and the rest of the movies not quite as good. So I've made the assumption that that painting is probably the most talented actor in the film.
2: Well, there you go. I actually had a bit of a, a bit of a moment with the animation of the painting and stuff. I thought what could be nice this week is if the movie openly acknowledged that Zakoli was high on PCP and the entire rest of the movie was animated. Mm. Like wouldn't that actually be playing with the form if the painting animates and it bleeds out and it takes hold of their bodies and their faces so that they become animated as actually happens in the film Mm -hmm. but then the rest of the movie is just set inside of this animated
0: world. Very um, uh, Wizard of Oz. You know how it starts in black Mm. and white and then she gets to Oz and suddenly the floodgates of colour open. God, that's a moment, isn't it? How good is that? When you first see Wizard of Oz and you're like, oh yeah, and you kind of, your brain normalizes it so you forget you're watching a black and white movie. And then, boom, you, color. Have you seen on the internet, There's the, it's called
2: the, as we watch The Wizard of Oz and you sync it up with, you play Hoobastank's oh, the, the Reason. Wait, what? <laughs> um, you yeah. just play Huber Stanks The Reason on a loop over and over and it's, it syncs up perfectly. <laughs> like each little part of the movie represents a
0: perfect video clip for the song The Reason by Hoobastank. Stank <laughs> I wasn't aware of that one no I guess people are mucking around with that movie as much as Zicoli would like to muck around with the mixes on Somali huh (laughs) (laughs) getting out there having a fiddle with the Wizard of Oz Um, listen there's an important piece of business we haven't gotten to which we've got to do before we get out of here you know realistically and uh we're on a JS bar, so this has never felt so fitting, and I will never be so embarrassed uh, to do the podcast by myself, talking into <laughs> a microphone and a cell phone again. But here we go, getting, getting sentimental,
2: sentimental with, with James. James Reed. <laughs> Possibly our worst one.
0: Yeah, yeah, not good stuff. Not uh, good stuff from us, but great stuff from James Reed.
2: Yeah, as always. I, well, I guess this is the first week where we've had a a, a broader idea of, um, you know, what James Reed as a character might want out of it. You know, it's a self-serving gift, he says. Is this an open acknowledgement that he is the devil incarnate? Mm. Who's to say? Can I also just quickly ask him before we get into it for this week. Mm-hmm. Did you do one last week?
0: Do one what? Uh, oh, getting s- sentimental? Couldn't even tell the, you. Sh- Didn't I?
2: On the ships in the night episode?
0: I think so. Not a hundred percent sure.
2: I was so curious when I was doing mine. I was like, "Shit, I wonder if." Typically... I was just so fascinated. What did you? Then, you what know, was I yours? Listen to it, but I didn't. Uh, it was a Swiss Army knife, but like a, not not one with all the bells and
0: whistles. Just a real, you know, bareback knife, corkscrew, toothpick, tweezers, bottle opener. Kind <laughs> Such of an Swiss indictment there. We, we we really should start listening to our own podcast, but I guess usually we don't have to. You know, I should I should listen well, to that episode though. Yeah, the beauty of it is, Tim, we're living it. That's <laughs> true. Um, so this week, Guy, take it away. What do we got in that beautiful, crisp MacBook Pro looking box?
2: Well, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking out loud over here that, you know, he might want to start showing his hand a little more because Zicole, by all accounts, is showing himself to be not morally upstanding, but certainly uh, not quite as penetrable as uh, as both Paige Harrell mm. or Laurel and James Reed might have thought James Reed from the Fiddles so I'm thinking perhaps it's just a note written in blood that <laughs> says
0: okay. I am devil mm. join me question mark mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's it yeah I like that a lot it's simple it's effective um, I reckon he's got really good penmanship too doesn't matter what the medium. Yeah, is yeah I mean if you if you can call it penmanship because he did write it with his finger yeah Fingership? And
2: I mean, I guess what I'm curious about is how do you think Zaccoli would react to this?
0: I think positively. I think the man is an artist and he can recognize art.
2: Well, you know what they say about artists, Tim, don't you? What? They say every great artist they have this moment where they stop being an admirer and they find their signature. And then James Reed would snatch the piece of paper back off Zaccoli and realize he hasn't signed it, and
0: sign it in blood. <laughs> and then say, that's my signature, that's my blood. What are you going to do about it, bro? And I think that is where we will leave the worst idea of all time episode. What did we settle on, 34? 33. Sure. Oh, wait, are 3s satanic as well? i got to look this. I think 33-something with the, with the Freemasons. Look, I'll do some Googling, uh, get that Illuminati uh, um, directory of websites up again fire up the old Illuminati box that I <laughs> I have a separate computer yeah. that I Google this sort of stuff on, you see, so it keeps my internet history clear for the other ones. It's good. It's good to have two computers. I've got, a, <laughs> I've got separate
2: computers as well. I've got three different f- computers. One of them is exclusively copies of Bob Sinclair's fantastic Airworm Love Generation. Mm. And I've already said too much
0: by revealing that on the podcast. <laughs> okay. I'll let you get back to your three computers. I'm going to go out there and um, have a look and see what Kyoto's got to offer. Uh, Thanks for joining us this week. God bless you. And please come to our live show, um, which is happening as part of the Little Empire Live Podcast Festival. Sweet baby Jesus, please come along to that, because we're we're flying blind out there. I don't know if anyone gives a shit. It's in Auckland, by the way, so you've got to be in Auckland, New Zealand to enjoy it. There
2: were a lot of disappointed people in Perth who... um who would who have become converts to all of your little empire, the entire stable of little empire products, oh, and were so frustrated that they wouldn't be able to make it. Um, you know, to the festival, well, but well, you can't, I don't know what I to tell told you. them <laughs> bravely that we will. <laughs> I said we'll do it anyway. That's
0: what I said. Okay, what the show or. Oh, the Festival in Auckland. I Festival. Keep, uh, I'm with you, I'm with you. Yeah, we are going to do it anyway. Um, so please, if you're in Auckland, would love for you to come. Um, if you just want to go to one of the shows like ours, it's, I think it's only 12 New Zealand dollars, which is about 50 cents American, or you can go to all of them for uh, 35, I believe. Just go to uh, littleempirepodcast.com slash live. As I mentioned, Little Empire Podcasts, snapped up by somebody else. Support the cause. <laughs> Stay frosty out there. Guy, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah,
2: and you, Tim. Have a great time in Japan. Please send my best to the delightful
0: Zoe. Will do. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Ow! This
0: movie's still fine. a colleague, a pastor. One of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's a hottie. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp. And his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're in New Zealand, come join us for the Little Empire Mini Festival on February 25th and 26th in Auckland. All your favourite shows will be there, including The Worst Idea of All Time, The Male Gaze, The Walkout Boys, and Bonus of the Heart. Details and tickets at littleempirepodcast.com slash live.